0: Welcome to our 300th episode of Zing. This you, of course, for the 300th time, have me zinger,
1: and me down the whole alley.
0: Yes, and we also have Eric Berg. Welcome, sir, to the 300th episode.
2: Whoa, crazy! Glad to be here.
0: Yes, and we have a special guest for this for this very honored episode. Phil Rude, how's it going?
3: I am, uh, Phil, Lord of the Nipple Rings and, uh, elaborate jewelry that you should never wear into battle.
0: That is true, that is true. Now, as I told you earlier, we are going to be discussing our 300 favorite moments from Zygnus on today's episode. So we're going to be going back, looking at every episode and talking about our favorite moments. I mean, it's that or we could have done, you know, the movie 300, up. Uh, uh, wait, nope, nope. Here are my notes it does say we did all watch the movie 300. So I guess we're going to do that instead. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk about the movie 300 which I was excited to watch. Ellie? Yes. Eric? Yes. Phil?
3: This is the meanest
0: thing you've ever done to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, this is this this movie. Oh man, but by, by the way, my three hundred name? King
2: Zygonitis.
1: Nice. It 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 really flows. <laughs> Thank you. And, yes.
2: And mine and mine is Berksy's. Oh, oh that was perfect
1: pretty good too.
0: Perfect. Oh, what a great oh. Great start to an episode and great um lead lead away with the plug on that one. Yeah. 300 greatest moments of Zignus. I don't think that could have been contained in anything. But anyways, we are gonna watch this and As Phil has stated, this is possibly the meanest thing I've ever done to him. And don't forget, I have had him watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Meg one of the he got to pick his Lord of the Rings movie though so (laughs) Jurassic Park 3 oh yeah that too yeah oh man
3: (laughs) this this is this is turning into the the retrospective
0: but I want to start this off by when was the first time everyone saw this movie hopefully it wasn't when Zinger told me to watch it for this episode (laughs) Phil you are the guest I will let you go first
3: I saw this movie when it was pretty new. I didn't see it in theaters. I probably um back when, in the the mail order DVD uh Netflix days. I think I I had this sent to my house and um uh I, that was probably the last time I I sat through the entirety of this movie as well. <laughs>
0: All right. uh, Real quick, I know this thing. This has been around for a while. DVDs were discs that were sometimes sent through Netflix (laughs) through the mail.
3: Yeah, it's like a future VHS. Oh wait, I'm going backwards. Uh, it's a, uh, a retro streaming.
0: <laughs> it's, yes, it's backward streaming. Involved you having to get up off your couch
2: to do a few things. Also, the it's mail. It's like really ultra popular laser discs, but you know, not quite as popular as laser discs.
3: It's it's like the the, the, the thing. They're the things you get out of vending machines now.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's where we've evolved from. I mean, too, at this point yeah. in, in society. Awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, All
3: the cigarette machines went away and got replaced <laughs> with dead technology machines.
0: Perfect. If we could just bring back VHS, the truest form of media, we would all be happy again. Ellie, speaking of happiness, when was the first time you saw this movie and got to look at all those abs? I by by, by, by oh. the way, we all are shirtless right now, right? With our eight-pack abs out?
2: Yes.
1: Um, I'm not. Well, I'm got, I've got my that's diaper.
2: How I, that's how I usually record. When we're, when I'm we're wearing a, a
3: diaper and a cape, and uh, and I, and I have a 300-pound a, a shield over my shoulders. Perfect. So you're dressed like a you're dressed
0: like a toddler playing playing dressed up. Just, <laughs> yes. Ellie, when when was the first time you you saw this movie?
1: Um, I don't remember, but. It was not in the theater I just
0: Oh mine was in the theater and I cannot oh, wait for no. my story
1: No it was not um, <laughs> But I do remember enjoying it Because it was a lot of Fun beautiful things to look at
0: hmm. Well at least you know where Ellie's mind is During this episode Eric
1: <laughs> when <laughs> was
2: the first time you saw this movie I had to think about it and, and then I remembered I did see this at the movies I was like is this one of those ones I saw Or did like one of my friends buy it And we watched it a lot but I think it was a combination like it was one of those where like I saw it with some friends. I remember distinctly going to Buffalo Wild Wings and uh and eating hot wings and feeling miserable uh before going to see this. But then I enjoyed the movie and then my friend bought it and <laughs> then I remember we watched it a ton. So, you know. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. As for myself, I dragged two of my good buddies cuz this was a little bit after high school. Um, to this movie, like after I was out of high school, not after high school, to this movie to go see it. And they both hated it. I loved it the entire time. Also, it was great because the second Gerard Butler's butt appeared on screen on in, <laughs> in the theater, there was an audible girl in the back of the theater going, Woo!
1: <laughs> Hell that was yeah! Excited.
0: So Ellie, I... I we weren't together or knew each other at the time you sure you didn't see this in the theater
1: <laughs> no i did not okay I'm... i mean it's something i probably would have said though
0: yes they walked out of that theater hating every single moment of this and i walked out of the theater going that was awesome so you I,
1: walked out of the theater like the girl Woo!
0: yes very much so <laughs> okay. i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie and i think that might be I, I might be showing my hand a tiny bit my love and admiration for 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 what is almost cinematic perfection i i I know Phil is currently like sword to the grindstone perfection. right now. I'm
3: I'm just going <laughs> to shut my mic
0: off now and go back to bed. I mean, I'll I'll get into it, but but still I I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie in the theater and I and I argued with them because they're like it was too manly and blah blah and I'm like that's what Spartans were. Like this is like the amalgamation of like what Spartans were. They were this lunatically insane I I'm gonna say cult in in history of like these warrior warriors. So I, I, I like I said I might be showing my hand, but now that we've established when everyone saw this, what was everyone's three favorite moments? Ellie, do all of yours involve abs?
1: Um I think, and this is just going to be kind of like, not necessarily a moment, but a part of the movie. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the one-liners. That was probably one of my most, like just the quotes from this movie are freaking hilarious. And they're so over the top and they're just super fun. Um, So I would have to say that's one of my most, so it's not like a moment, but it's like a part of the movie, if that makes sense. Um, just just some of the lines. I was kind of looking through some of them because I'm not good with remembering things off the top of my head. Um, but...
0: <laughs> don't 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 burn your most family moment because don't forget that is a separate category okay. and also don't ruin your part Phil think part you think Phil rolled his eyes at the most because oh, I'm sure the one liners <laughs> could be a contender.
1: True, so I guess I will say um, just I'll just leave it generic right now. We'll go into details later, but um, just just the one liners in the movie, the quotes that they said was just really funny. Um, number two, um, the abs. The abs and the abs. Um, Yes, beautiful men. And just number three, just not taking this seriously and the complete just over-the-top fun of just seeing some of those comic book pages come to life on Mm -hmm. screen were really fun for me because me coming from a comic book background... um, I really do like seeing that come to life, and I think he did an amazing job <laughs> at literally going, "Oh, there's page such and such, there's page such. so." Just, just that was just really memorable, and I, I just think it's super fun when you don't take it seriously. All right. Yep.
0: Wait. Oh yeah. I was about to say, did you have your number? I was. I forgot. Abs were an entire category. Yes, for you. abs <laughs> were an entire category for me. All right, Phil. I will let you go next for your three favorite moments. Oh,
3: man. I, I was really reaching for for three here, but um, uh, I'm going to start with uh, Cersei versus McNulty. It's Game of Thrones versus The Wire in the uh, in in the Senate chamber when she stabs him. That is an actual cool moment because she, you know,
0: turns around uh, on t- him
3: yeah yeah she she takes she takes back her her uh, power in that moment. It's an actually pretty cool moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, plus, it's cool to see like two giant HBO stars um, before they were huge HBO stars. So that was cool. Uh, I also have the there's a part right before like their final battle where all the Spartans are sort of dressing their wounds, uh, that one dude lost an eye. And he's like, "Oh, I got another one. Don't worry about it."
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, and they they have their their sort of like uh, their rallying moment where they're they're building themselves back up. I thought that was like a nice. It it seems out of place because it's this weird like quiet moment in the middle of, uh, in the middle of this over the top. Um, I'm just gonna call it of uh, this over the top gay porn um, yeah. that, that <laughs> this movie is. <laughs> um, and um, this is going to sound like a joke, but I honestly think it's the best visuals in the movie. Uh, the end credits, the the sort of um, uh, an, animated, I don't know what you want to call it. Um,
0: motion it's comic. It's
3: like the, the animatic, yeah, kind of motion comic kind of uh, graphics they put over. I love when they, they take end credits and they actually give you something to sit and watch the credits for um kind of like i don't know if you guys remember because nobody rewatched this movie but iron man 3 uh shane yeah. black did like this 70s style yeah. end credits over it and i feel like there's something similar going on here and i i i just love the visuals of it and um it was actually just a, a i could not wait to shut this movie off full disclosure but <laughs> it got to the end and i'm like oh i'm going to sit and watch these end credits cuz this looks super badass
2: awesome all right eric your top 30 so before i any before crossover I in, we, uh, there is one crossover but right now i want to ask we are still going to do manliest moment right oh yeah because
0: that's a okay. separate
2: category because this movie okay, is that manly because there was one thing one thing i was going to include <laughs> and i still think it i still think i would include it in one of my favorite scenes but i was like you know what i want to actually put this into um i want to put this into that moment so um So actually, my crossover is is with Phil when when Queen Gorgo gets her turnaround. I thought that is fantastic. I love the turnaround and her turning his lines back on him. Uh, That was a sweet moment of revenge for her, and I think we all enjoyed that. Um, Second moment, I actually like the the opening with King Leonidas' sort of his origin with him going out and doing his becoming a Spartan warrior thing and fighting the wolf and everything like that in a movie that's very visually distinct. I thought that was itself a very visually distinct thing. And it was a cool way to kind of do uh, an origin story and it's, what's his name telling the story and the way he kind of adds a uh, way he, yeah, the way he has kind of like a a sort of mythic uh, quality to the whole story of the 300 Spartans and King Leonidas. I thought it was a really good way to, kind of set that origin story up and kind of get it over with quickly too, to get to the battle stuff. Um, And then my third part. So there's the scene where they're going through and they're fighting all of the armies that, that Xerxes is sending to them and they're all very visually distinct. But my favorite one is when it's, when he's like, you know, when their muscle failed, they use their magic on us and there's the guys throwing bombs at them. Mm-hmm. And I just always, that part always really stuck out to me. And yeah, we see it as bombs, but back in 300 BC or whenever around this, this takes place, um, that, that would be seen as magic. And it was cool seeing them launching these very ornate bombs at them and them kind of blocking them and rolling them with their shields. And, uh, I just, I just really like that. I always, that, that is the part I, that just randomly will pop in my head from time to time. And, uh, I enjoyed it just as much when I watched it again.
0: All right. As for me, my three favorite moments. I, I, it, it was very hard for me to do this as well, unlike Phil. Mine was hard to do because, I mean, there's so many moments. How do you narrow them down? Uh, I, I guess I'm going to go with a cheat here of the entire movie, how visual it is. Mm-hmm. How, like, if you've read that, because we will get to if you've read the graphic novel. There is pages from the graphic novel that are brought to life. Yeah. when um he's got the, the messenger from Xerxes and they're walking around and it shows there's a random cat on top of the roof, that cat's in the graphic novel on top of the roof too. So it's just the mm. level of detail they went into with this to where they basically brought panels to life is something mm. that is just, it's one of my favorite moments. My other favorite moment came from a realization I had before watching it this time of, oh, right, Michael Fassbender's in this movie. I can't remember what character he is. <laughs> and then the realization of, oh, right, he's the only other Spartan It not the captain or, or the Scotsman who is constantly doing stuff and talking. So that realization for me was a great moment because I was like, oh, right, it's just Magneto running around now. So it also, I think that's his first comic book movie would be this. Not gonna look that up anymore. I will be wrong if uh, I am. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, and then my other great moment is where the 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 envoy with the guy with the whip comes to to try to convince the Spartans to surrender. And he realize the the moment he realizes what the wall is built out of and what mortar they use that they use the scouts that were coming to spy on them as the mortar to build the wall and just that whole interaction with ironically, once again, Michael Fassbender being the only character that talked, I'm like, I didn't think he had a big enough role to be the, I I just thought he was just gonna be some random one-liner in the background guy, but nope, he's, he's the only speaking Spartan in the movie that isn't, like I said, the captain or the Scotsman, so, with that being said, I think that covers my three favorite moments, even though I did make one of them just visually everything in this movie, so, um, favorite character Phil is the end Does the end credits count as a character?
3: <laughs> I, I counted it as a, a character for sure. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's I you you guys are sitting here naming character names. I didn't even connect, in, a, I know like uh, Leonidas and and Xerxes because those were the ones that were said over and over again. Other than that, I just don't connect with any of these characters. I kept going. Uh, Michael Fassbender, uh the guy with one eye, Fair uh Cersei, McNulty, uh uh the the cave <laughs> troll from Lord of the Rings, you know, all <laughs> of these these things. And uh and probably the, the one who stands out the most to me is the little uh deformed hunchback who uh tries to join the Spartans and and can't, so he becomes a turncoat. To me, that was almost like the most interesting character arc in this whole movie was uh, this this sort of uh, I don't even know what you want to call him, this sort of like outcast. Uh, disgr- disgrunt outcast is, is, is it because he's just been outcast at every corner of his life and to me like that was the most interesting uh, guy was this kind of uh, supporting character through the whole thing
0: now I do want to point this out because this was something that, like, I remember. That was so- also
3: Michael Fassbender under under heavy makeup, <laughs> Pro- probably.
0: <laughs> like, I like, like said, the, the the guys in everywhere in this movie. Um, I I want to point out real quick that the line that Leonidas says to him, where he says, "May you live forever," is like a huge insult in Spartan culture because, in Spartan culture, dying of old age was like a like something you didn't do. You died on the battlefield, like the battlefield was where like you died with glory. So, telling somebody, "I hope you live forever," is basically like spitting in their face in Spartan culture.
3: Yeah, because wasn't that a wasn't was it Fassbender who said that? Like, oh, hopefully one of these guys can give me a, a yeah. proper death. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like yeah, it's it's where him and the um the uh the the other group that's with them is like spying on the the persians and he's getting all excited for battle and the guy's like dude you're crazy and he's like i know i can't wait so yeah no like like i said this encapsulated like the culture that they were and also i'm gonna show my hand in a second on something but um but yeah i i i said i love this and phil like i said i wanted to throw throw that out there with that uh fialtes i think his name is which is based on yeah which is based on act because I will point out there, this is based on true events, but of course, comic book over the top and Zack Snyder over the top, on top of that events where that was a real character, real person who was a sheep farmer, wasn't all deformed and everything, but was a sheep farmer that pointed out to Xerxes for a pile of money that, Hey, there's a goat path that goes around behind them in the actual battle of Thermopylae. But anyways, Ellie, who was your favorite character? Do the abs count?
1: Um, yes, the abs were my favorite character.
3: It's, it's Gerard Butler's ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I am not picky, so just the naked parts of men in this movie are my favorite characters.
0: Well, I'm sure you will be disappointed to know that there is a scene that was not in the movie, but is in the graphic novel, <laughs> where they go, um, naked diving into the ocean.
1: Oh, nice. wet naked men parts even mm, better
0: great i cannot i forgot to say at the (laughs) beginning of this episode uh that there might be some adult situations to come and (laughs) well i'm regretting that now so if you're still listening to this with your children what are you doing um all
2: right eric favorite character Mine mine is also FELT's or however it's pronounced... Oh my uh, god, Eric, if I you really... would have said
1: mine is also the Naked Men parts, I would have just... <laughs> hey, no it. judgment, <laughs> man. Hey, you like say, what you like.
2: Well, see, I was going to say, well, since we discussed that, I'll <laughs> discuss all the Naked parts, but then you took that. <laughs> no, I, I, I we, we've already said everything there is to say about that character. I thought he was really well done. I think they gave him a, I mean... A, they made him over the top deformed, but I think that really plays into just how over the top this movie is. And I, and you're right. Like Paul said, I, you give him this very, he, he probably did have the most interesting arc. He was probably the most, (laughs) not one dimensional character (laughs) in, in, in the movie. And um, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen more of him and I never saw the sequel. I don't know if he's in it. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he's like the main character and he like goes on spring break or something. I don't know. (laughs) But, but yeah, it was was, was was on
3: spring. He was on spring break at one point in this
2: movie. (laughs) It's true. You know what? (laughs) He he was indeed. Uh, You're right. No, I I think he he, and he seemingly is like, oh, here's just the character they throw in. But yeah, I mean, he actually plays a big part in the fall of the 300s. So, uh, great character. Loved him a lot. And uh, probably uh, the most interesting one by far.
0: Uh, for me, I I think it's Daedalus. Da- like I said, Phil, Phil brought up a good point that if it's not... I don't think the captain is ever given a name. It's just the captain. Um, if it's not Leonidas or Xerxes, I don't think anyone else has a name. I know Fassbender's character has a name, but I don't remember it.
2: It is actually Fassbender. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Magneto. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Before they even knew yeah. what magnets were, they, yeah. they were calling him Magneto. <laughs>
0: um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Faramir. By Faramir, I mean the guy that played Faramir in Lord of the Rings, uh, who is the narrator and <laughs> telling the story. Why is he my favorite character? Because if you're thinking about this, this whole whole thing is set up with him telling, narrating, and it shows him at the fire with his eye patch telling this story to the Spartans that are about to go to the go into battle late at the end of the movie. So I think this is just him juicing up the story with all these over-the-top moments and stuff and slow-mo. That's my fan theory on this whole movie's just his, like, like, lunatic dream of what actually happened that day. So, even though he wasn't there for most of it somehow, but he knew exactly what happened. I I, I like the, the aspect of this is a storytelling done through the perspective of someone who is there and who might be juicing the story up a little bit along the way.
2: So, well, Zach, Zach Snyder even said like he's the kind of character who we, what is it? I think it was put like he won't let facts get in the way of a good story.
3: Ha, perfect. That's the that's the whole thing about like the 300. It is it it was it was not actually 300 Spartans. It was like it was still like a really small number. It was a huge outnumbering, but like the whole thing has been sort of put into like this weird legend where it has been exaggerated and twisted over time. It's like every old story like that. Yeah. Yeah. So so then like, you know, then it gets adapted by Frank Miller who puts even more (laughs) spit on it. And then uh, uh, Zack Snyder who (laughs) cannot, cannot spin something enough uh, uh, to to where like, by the time it gets uh, funneled through the narrator in here and to us, it's like, Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What was there, like four Spartans holding off this whole army? You know, it it just becomes like uh, it and it plays into like how old stories legitimately are turned into legends, like based on fact. But Exaggerated for storytelling purposes, so it, it is a cool element that they include that in this adaptation.
0: Yes, it's it's not the telephone game when it comes to this. It's the megaphone game of he's not sl- slightly adapting it; he's overly adapting it. Right. And, and, that, and that that goes for Frank Miller, Zack Snyder, and, and of course the character of the narrator through all of this journey. um The plot, and, and this is perfect because this does lead into. I, I I we always skip these, and I want to discuss the plot real quick because it is blatantly simple if you boil it down. Which, by the way, I've gotten obsessed with watching Pitch Meeting
2: by Screen Rant, where it's like... Oh, that's one of my favorites. I love Pitch Meeting.
0: Oh god, it is great because it's, it's one of those things to where if you watch the movies and then you watch pitch meeting you're like my gosh this is perfectly done because the one for this
1: it was cute I watched it with you yeah, it, yeah.
0: it's great because I, I love the oh that that sounds like it's going to be difficult nope not at all it's going to be quite simple actually <laughs> barely, <laughs> barely the whole, what is it what do they call Bare, it barely an oh, inconvenience barely an
2: inconvenience I also like the other one where it's like well what about this I, I don't know
0: <laughs> fair I, enough <laughs> the, the, the one for this one was why didn't they have Alveolti's fight with the with, with that other group of people or just fight off to the side by himself and it's like <laughs> that's a good question we're gonna ignore it <laughs> fair enough fair, yeah fair enough um but no i like the plot for this movie if you boil it down is the persians are invading the greek city-states sparta's like yeah we're not gonna deal with that and then the spartan sparta has to go to of course the the oracle at delphi and they're bribed and everything so she she of course is like yeah you can't go to war so he's like fine i'll just take 300 people out there to go you know be my bodyguards on a long walk and of course there's some intrigue with political stuff that isn't in the comic but is interesting and serves to pad out the movie which is already padded out enough by slow-mo and we get a epic manly battle of manliness so, it's
3: like Greek Greek C-SPAN is like injected right into the middle of this <laughs> oh, with all the all the weird political
2: stuff that doesn't fit with anything else going on in this movie. It's I just I, imagine someone made Zack Snyder put that in. And he's like, but guys, I really don't want to shoot a political scene. <laughs> Which, even though, okay, I do want to point this
0: out. I don't know what workout regiment everybody was on, but the one Abraham Lincoln-looking senator is still jacked for like no apparent <laughs> reason. He's still a Spartan.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: It's it's just funny because like I was sitting there watching him, like God, he's ripped too. Who in this movie isn't ripped? So no,
3: because I mean you can write that off as like essentially what they're practicing is eugenics it's like they're throwing away every baby that is not a perfect physical specimen so even their broken down old people are gonna be just jacked man yeah and so it's it's this really strange uh uh society of of like weird genetic experiments that went um man it's got to get circular after a while right I mean
0: it well, and and that's, and that's the weird thing. Like I said, that's why I refer to Sparta as a cult. Like, it was a cult of war. It was a warrior society cult in history of they were like basically did all this stuff to become the perfect warrior society and everything. And I mean, it worked for them to an extent. I mean, yeah, they lost to Athens a few times. And I mean, history has shown that, well... We're all not speaking Spartish or whatever they spoke back then, but I can guarantee you they did not have Scottish accents. But maybe that's just the king's speak. Maybe that's just the way the king speaks. Uh, but no, basically the plot is that Xerxes, who is king of all Persia, so basically most of the known world at the time, is wanting to take over this small, you know area that stands against him and of course 300 men go out and defend uh, also there's a few other people there that that don't really matter and run away scared after after the fight gets real but i mean i guess that basically sums it up also there's a ton of abs in gerard butler's ass so there's a bunch of abs in his ass
1: oh
2: that's how ripped he is
0: yes that's how ripped he got (laughs) for this movie he just squeezes his abs inside (laughs) everything yes Oh. Abs on top of abs on top of abs. So, yeah, this I mean... This is ab down. Th- that, that's basically the summation of this, if you want me to boil it down enough. But like I said, this is all being told by a possibly unreliable narrator through this whole thing. So, I mean, I guess I summed it up pretty good. It's better than we would have. We had a few jokes in there. Oh, so, on that moment, I mean, on that note, there's plenty of manly moments in this movie just showing Gerard Butler's butt. That could be a manly moment. But Ellie what it was your most manly moment in the movie in your opinion
1: this entire movie
0: perfect yes. awesome well done
1: Thank all you. all
0: right uh phil i'll let you go next my
3: my favorite i'm sorry i missed the quote co- my favorite mo- my favorite slow-mo no, no no most or... manly what was in oh, your most opinion manly the moment. most manly moment um, I'm going to, I'm going to put it, uh, before he was even a man, when he stabbed the, uh, the wolf, when he, he caught the wolf in the crevasse. I thought that was, a uh, a, a pretty hardcore, uh, all the battle scenes are a little hard to be personally invested in because they're giant crowds of people. But when he's one-on-one against nature, I thought that was, um, I thought that was kind of the hardest thing about this movie. They just drop him in the middle of the cold.
2: I like it. I like it. All right, Eric, most manly moment. So there's the famous, we'll blot out the arrows with the sun with our arrows, and then we'll, let, we'll fight in the shade. So when that happens, and they use this in the trailer a lot, where the, the arrows are coming up and they are actually blotting out the sun, it's a pretty impressive visual. But the next part, they're all, they get on the ground, they have their shields up, and it's just raining arrows. And then they start laughing. That to me is such a manly. Just like, hey, we're being we're being bombarded with arrows, like thousands and thousands and thousands of arrows, and they're actually making it darker. And we're just gonna sit here and just laugh it out. Like they're not bracing, they're not like scared. They're they're laughing, and that's it's like almost terrifying uh, how they're reacting to this because it's like they're they're finding joy, they're finding joy and in, in, in getting ready to attack because they know what's gonna come next. And then they stand up and they just boom with their spears knock the. Not the, uh, the the shafts of the arrows out, and then they're like, all right, let's do this. I love that moment. I love them. I, I remember that, but I forgot about them laughing about it. And I just mm-hmm. was like, that's, that's pretty badass. All right. And manly.
0: Manly, yes. So, <laughs> as was Zingness, as I've done possibly 300 times before this. What? I know. Um, I cheated because I think the most manly moment
1: was actually Stop. said
0: by the queen. Where the messenger's there, and uh, she makes a comment back to him, and he's like, "How dare this woman speak in my presence?" And she goes, "Only Spartan women give birth to Spartan men." And I'm like, "In my opinion, that was like the the <laughs> balls in that moment of like, yeah, that's the most manly moment in my opinion, said by a woman and said greatly." Hmm. Ah. The only that. thing
3: missing was.
0: I'm waiting. The
3: air horn. The oh. air horn sounded. <laughs> <Word, word>,
0: <laughs> I I mean it I to to me the sickest burn. I, it, yeah. It was and it's great because like the, 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 the guy who's her just keeps looking back at her every now and then when they're walking to it, like, how how dare she say that to me? Like it was that sick of a burn. Like, yeah, you got kicked out a, a a random hole in the ground, but I mean, still I, I think the the bird hurt more of, hit, of her being like yeah smart women are the only ones that give birth to real men Spartan men
3: Le- so. Lena mm-hmm. Lena Hetty has always played a badass I feel like, like yeah. in in yeah. in this in dread she played uh Sarah Connor on that TV show
2: that no one and
3: watched. I've I always uh, uh liked her and always bought her as a complete badass when she drops lines like that Mm -hmm. you you believe her as like a a tough woman who really isn't scared or really doesn't back down of anything
0: all right now that ellie's not paying attention i can give the real man. oh oh, oh, wait she's paying attention again (laughs) i mean that was definitely the great no i'm joking um no like Uh... like i said this movie is filled with tons of manly and quotation finger moments but i'm like that one to me is one i'm like i feel like that's a ba moment Like to itself. Speaking of badass moments, this movie consists of, I think, 90% slow-mo. And there are slow-mo scenes that don't need slow-motion. And this was something... (laughs) Back when we originally got this, we were all like, yeah, this is cool. And then we discovered Zack Snyder pads out all of his movies with (laughs) slow-mo. So... Before it became played out in Hackney, what was everybody's favorite slow-mo moment? Phil, I'm going to start with you because I feel like the next question of what part did you roll your eyes at the most might also be one of our slow-mo mentioned moments. So, uh,
3: No, I, it's it they are uh, moments. Um, the entire movie is slow motion, so it's hard to pick out one no. specific part. <laughs> this movie could have been 15 minutes long if it, they had just was. played it in regular speed. Um, I'm going to say the, the most effective, uh, you was probably the rhino, the, the shooting the rhino with the arrow and then slowly panning down. And, uh, when they get under, you know, down to the, the ground level, you see the rhino has dropped and is kind of skidding to a stop. It's just a a well-timed shot. I don't know that it needed to be in slow motion to be dramatic. You're being charged by a <laughs> rhino. But um, uh, it, it for me, that was kind of uh, a standout among... You just get numb to all the slow-mo. And, and so it becomes like, uh, okay, I... I guess. <laughs> so, so you, you look for the moment that sticks out to you. And that was it. The, the one rhino that army brought. Um, and then they were like, well, I guess that didn't work. We won't bring the rest.
0: Send them um, back. But
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him getting dropped. That was it for me.
0: All right. Um, Ellie, favorite slow mo moment. I don't, the, 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 um, the sex scene between the Queen and Leonidas was in slow-mo, so I guess that could technically count. <laughs> um, but his butt was not, so, I mean, I don't know, right. maybe, I, I can't tell. It just sat on the screen for a while. Could have been in slow-mo, for all we know.
1: Um, I, I know
0: that one chick in the theater wanted to slow that down, though.
1: I don't know, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't really have a, a favorite. Um, yeah, like like you guys have kind of said, there's so many of them, Um I could just. Yeah, I, I was about
0: to say, just name a scene. There was probably slow mo in it.
1: The battles. There okay, you go.
0: there you go. It, <laughs> most of it. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go with the end where they're all charging in in slow mo for some reason, <laughs> and they keep zooming in more. All right, uh,
2: Eric. Yeah, same thing I, I, there's so much of it in slow-mo that it's kind of <laughs> hard to pick out one but I, I'd say my favorite the one that I think of I guess they were fighting the immortals I always call it the side-scrolling battle because the camera is just kind of panning right constantly and it's and they do the, the switch between like regular speed and then they'll slow it down yeah I
0: know one you're speed talking about up
2: and slow down and speed up and slow down I thought that was really cool it wasn't quite as impressed because I feel like that's a very overused thing nowadays but at the time I remember seeing it, I go, that going that Is awesome. And uh still the uh the twenty-three year old in me was like, Yeah, hell yeah. So I I, enjoyed it.
0: I guess for me now, yes, we are all correct in 90% of this movie is slow-mo. The other ten percent is slowed down but not slow-mo. Yeah. Um I I I guess the the other ten percent of this would be all the 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 C SPAN Sparta scenes, which might be in slow-mo for all we know. Oh no, wait, they are when 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 he gets stabbed and he falls down and there's the the um the coins the going money. out. Yeah, that's the yeah. slow-mo. Yeah. They wow.
3: even look at the money in slow-mo. <laughs> like, what you see the pupils slowly focus and Well wow, yeah.
0: hey, guys, I think Zack Snyder has a problem. Um We, we all the signs were there. Alright. Um uh, mine is actually during the storm where the sea and the weather is battering the spartan i mean not the spartan the uh persian navy and it's like raining and they're all cheering it is a scene that does not need slow motion whatsoever because it like shows like the bodies in the water like and all the ships like floating there in slow-mo and it's like i feel like if there was one part you could have maybe not needed it it was here I don't know. it Because it, the reason that wasn't needed was the reason I was like, this is the perfect slow-mo moment. And, of course, Leonidas just standing there scowling at the ocean. Because he wants battle. He doesn't want it to be won by by, by the weather itself. So, so yeah.
3: Also, fun fact. You're, you're right. That was the one unnecessary <laughs> slow-mo shot. The one time.
0: <laughs> the one time it wasn't needed. Uh, also, fun fact real quick. Uh, apparently, in the real Battle of Thermopylae, uh, Leonidas was around 50 to 60 years old so that shows you like and he led he fought in battle so once again proving that maybe the Spartans were onto something during that time with their whole crazy cult stuff they were doing so I don't know I just thought that was crazy because I saw that and I was like oh wow that's like old and of course he did die and everything but
1: Spoiler alert!
0: For the movie, for the—I mean, for the historical event, or for the graphic novel.
3: Spoiler alert for a two thousand-year-old
0: event, and, a, almost, yeah, and an almost—yeah—and an almost twenty-year-old movie. God, I'm getting old. All right. Speaking of old, film, whoa! Holy shit! We got the next question up for you here.
1: Oh my!
0: now this is for all of us I do like how you're starting this already now this is for all of us for Phil's reveal at the end Ooh. what part do you think Phil rolled his eyes at the most? Eric
2: gonna let you lead with this one uh, from about minute zero through <laughs> minute uh, and up until the, the credits rolled where he was like oh this is actually cool bring my <laughs> eyes back to the front of my head at that point alright <laughs> So uh, I, you know, for an actual specific moment, uh, gosh, um, I, I, I think it's I think it's just a, a to kind of play off of what Ellie said, just all the one liners. So not so much a moment. I just I just actually kind of thought about that. Anytime there was one really distinct one liner, I just imagine Phil's eyes just doing this like somersault. I, and the thing is, most of them are said by Fassbender.
0: That's the funny thing is that like. He literally says every good one-liner after a certain point, And it's like, stop, stop it. Kill that guy. Ellie, do you have a theory on what eye roll moment? Are you just going to... Are you just signing with Eric on this one?
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: <laughs> I'm... Uh, unlike you, Zenger, your
3: wife doesn't want to be mean to me.
0: Uh, she, <laughs> she, she's trying to be diplomatic.
1: <laughs> I, I, do, I, I do try. I wo-
0: I will say this, off mic discussions, there have been times where I was like, I just get Phil to do it.
1: Because <laughs> he's so fun and he makes it entertaining, see?
0: His suffering makes it entertaining? Hmm, we need to dive into this more. <laughs>
1: um. I mean, I think I would agree with Eric. Uh, the, <laughs> I think they're hilarious, but yes, I, I'm sure that uh, Phil was probably going, oh my god, this is just ridiculous and cheesy and corny and why am I sitting here? So, yeah.
0: I think, okay, here's my I'm going to play out a scene and oh, I'm going to be very depressed when I'm completely wrong oh. on this. Okay. Phil was on board for, for for a little bit in this movie. He was sitting Until there. Until he, he hit play. Yeah. <laughs> Phil was on board and it's like, I'm, I'm going to give this the, the most, I'm going to really, you know, this is the 300th episode of Zygnus. They have had me on a lot. I was gonna say no, nah, probably um, a good bit. I, I, am gonna give this. I'm gonna give this all my focus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here. This movie's, it's going okay. I'm hanging in there. Did that guy just kick another guy into a random hole? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I think that was the beginning of it. I think that this is Sparta, um, kick into the hole. I think that was the first eye roll, which, which led to many, many more. And his um, upcoming um, optometry appointment, I, I think, will be billed to Zingness for the doctors to have to reset his eyes. <laughs> so, Phil, give it to us. What was the most eye rolled moment you had in this movie?
3: Uh, I'm gonna just say I was I was not stoked about watching this movie. I was trying to give it a chance. Uh, uh, it wasn't the it wasn't the kick down the hole though. Um, oh, I knew that was coming. That's like a, that's like a icon. like, that's what the, what you think of when you think of this movie is, is that moment. So it's like, yeah, I know that's coming. And there's some, you know, the, the slow-mo right off the bat was annoying, but the big eye roll, uh, uh. Berg and Ellie, you guys nailed it. It's the it's the one-liners. And Aww. specifically <laughs> yes. uh, there's one Fastbender, you're not wrong. Fastbender is the John McClain of this movie. He is full <laughs> of terrible one-liners. Um but when he and uh, the other guy are are fighting, and it's that part where it keeps going slow motion to fast motion to slow motion and the 360 because uh uh, I almost called him michael bay but same difference Zack snyder thinks he's cool because he does camera tricks um where he goes uh you still here and fastbender's like someone's gotta watch your back and it's just i just was like oh my god this is this is awful like that. <laughs> that is this is um yeah I can't believe I dragged my 4 three aspect ratio TV out of storage to watch this this movie it was as it was intended uh, just to sit here and watch these terrible one-liners. Um, it's the, the, the dialogue of this script is um, it's heightened and, and theatrical in some points, which I get it's kind of fitting, but then it just descends to eighties action movie one-liners like that. And it's just like, it's so wildly different that, it just strikes me as annoying and, um, and, uh, I'll just say it, just stupid. It's a, it's a stupid script. Um, and, and it just annoyed me to no end every time something like
0: that would happen. All right. I, I, Phil, I don't know how you do it. and I don't know how we've done this possibly 300 times, Um, but somehow segueing into the stuff that this garbage was possibly based on, according to Phil, the graphic novel. So going around the table, Ellie, have you read the graphic novel? Yes. Phil?
3: I have not. It's been on my list for a long time, but it's just a big blind spot for me.
0: And it will continue to be one because if you weren't impressed with the dialogue in the movie, I <laughs> yes, hate to tell you. No,
3: was going to say. No, 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 no. no. Look, this, is, this is where, this is where I, I disagree with you because uh-huh. uh, I saw Snyder did this with Watchmen too. Comic book dialogue works in a comic book. When you bring it straight into a movie and people have to say it out loud, it sounds dumb. He did it with Watchmen, and Watchmen is a terrible adaptation. It's it's fine. It's as good an adaptation as we're going to get out of something that dense. But, like, he tried so hard to make it. That's what all the slow motion in all this is for is, oh, this is a panel, and I want to show that it's a panel, so I'm going to slow it down so you sit with the image longer. And it's like, but this isn't a comic book. It's a movie. It's a completely different medium. The dialogue works when you read it in a panel, not when, not when it, it's spoken out loud. Read a comic book, any comic book, out loud. Sometimes you'll sound ridiculous, but it works <laughs> while you read it.
0: All right, Ellie. Two part thing. Uh, we need to get our Phil Rude comics, and we're gonna read them out loud and see how that goes. Uh, second thing <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's oh. not going to be good no matter what you do <laughs> like... Second thing uh, Put Phil Rude down for the uh, Watchmen retrospective it to- Totally unrelated to what he just said I think he'd enjoy it um, So I, I,
1: I... I'm, I'm maliciously staring Zinger down right now Thank you
0: um, <laughs> So Eric what, what about you for the
2: graphic novel. I have not seen. Or I have not seen. I have not read the graphic novel. Um, I do knowing. Because I remember reading about this. When when the movie came out. How he actually used panels. To do like storyboards and animatics. And stuff like that. And I have actually. Now that I have seen this again. And since then I have gotten more into reading graphic novels. I do have an interest in reading it. Because now with the movie fresh in my mind again. I would like to kind of see. Uh, just see how much of it kind of sticks out to me again. And like you were pointing out earlier with the cat on the roof and how yeah. they actually put that in the uh, in the movie. I, I, I have a little bit of curiosity uh, to read it.
0: Also, um, Afiotis uh, pops up. Like, you know how you see them a lot just randomly in the background of scenes or when they're doing establishing mm-hmm. shots? That's taken from the comic as well, if I remember correctly. Um, oh. I myself have read it. I don't think I own it, though. I know our local library. I was going to say library to irritate Ellie, but I'm like, nope, no, we'll get that joke. <laughs> um, yes. I, I'm pretty sure our local one does have it. So there you go, Eric. Um, if you want to check it out. No, I mean, it, it is it is panel for panel. I, I know Phil was making a comment earlier, but it is panel for panel taken from the comic. And yes, 300, I mean, not 300. Watchmen also has moments where it's just Snyder yeah. set up let me do this part from the comic book. And um, mm-hmm. despite, for better or worse, um, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, does also have moments where it's directly comic book panel set up and payoff. Mm-hmm. And while we all sit there and cheer at that, it's like, I mean, it's cool, but it's like, the if you're setting up just something just to show that you can do that, cool. But you gotta have it actually have the emotional impact, too, which... I think I think Snyder lost that somewhere along the way. Probably an hour three of the five hour Justice League movie.
1: I still haven't seen that.
0: Don't <laughs> same <laughs> Or do. I mean I am I the only one here who's watched that? Phil?
3: Are you serious?
0: I, I mean I, I don't think <laughs> you have, but I'm I'm checking.
3: <laughs> No, I no, I have not seen you that movie said, I have no plans Are to see that movie serious? And if you say, will you watch this for the show This will be the first time I
0: refuse you And say, and say no <laughs> All
1: right, I, We I, have I, found da, 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 his limit <laughs> I,
0: I will say this I, I can't put anyone through watching that movie
1: I did watch the three hour The Batman movie though
0: We all know um <laughs> I I will say this. It's good, but it's good because it's be, it was something that was allowed to be improved upon. Does it deserve to be as long as it does? No, but that's the other reason it's good is cuz you have so much time to develop every character perfectly that there's really nothing you can complain about aside from it's too long. And as for the aspect ratio, I don't know what the crap he was thinking, but that being said, it's fine. If you want to watch it, go ahead. But just it's not make good. it a
1: mini series at that point. Like, I don't think right. it needs to be a movie. You I mean,
0: make... Ellie, come on. It's not like he premiered it on some, I don't know, network that could have totally done that. I mean, I'm just some kind saying.
3: of streaming service or, yeah. uh, or uh, some sort of platform full mix. of original uh, limited series yeah. content.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, such as, I don't know, a series. That I don't know. Phil Root could do an entire podcast on for a few years with with David Luzader. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just it's crazy land. Are you living it? Ellie? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, and, and could it have a show on it about stuff that happened last week? But they're talking about it tonight with um with Birdface. Birdman? I couldn't <laughs> get a better <laughs> joke on on him than that.
3: Birdman.
2: It's the <laughs> name of John Oliver. I really really hope this clip somehow makes it to his show. <laughs> <laughs> he will embrace I it. Tag him when, when you post this episode. <laughs> I will. John I'll... Oliver, you get a shout out.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, what what fever dream world do you live in ellie (laughs) shame on you all right speaking of, it's not as though there were three
3: cast members from this movie who have ended up on on such a streaming service that exists and um and and is is constantly playing hours and hours of their
0: content that wouldn't even be possible just in today's (laughs) world just just (laughs) crazy speaking of which on this, I mean, I, hopefully, our comments on this age is what well, almost as well as this does, and maybe some streaming service would exist one day to have this on there. How do you feel this movie has aged, Ellie?
1: As long as I can see the abs in clear definition, I knew
0: you were the wrong person to start with.
1: <laughs> That's all I'm concerned about. Ugh. But no, on a serious note.
0: Oh, we're gonna get there now. <laughs>
1: um no i do like just um i don't know about aging and all that stuff but as far as just it it does have some really cool scenes and it is very in some parts very visually uh visually pretty like it just is really cool to look at um overall okay
0: minus gerard butler's ass
1: no, I, the
0: rest of the movie, Ellie. No,
1: I know, I know, I, I got gotcha. you. Um, no, I'm just. There are some really cool looking scenes that are just neat to see like that in, in full color and on the screen. Um, but as far as it aging, I mean, I don't, I don't know about all that. But it is fun for what it is. All
2: right, Eric. One thing that I think actually did age somewhat well was because it's stylized because you know me whenever we talk about this stuff i always complain about cg because Mm -hmm. i always feel like it looks so out of place but because everything is so stylized it actually i thought aged pretty well in that regard um yes there are some things that were blatantly cg but everything was so visually distinct and popped i think that really plays into it so, I and I was actually bracing myself to go, to do a lot of eye rolling at, at the CG, but actually, a lot of the, the filtering and uh, the grittiness and everything they added, I thought made that part stand out pretty well and actually still age pretty well compared to eat things that are even coming out today. Um, in terms of the movie overall, I don't know if it aged that well. A movie like that, where it was basically a, um, almost like a giant music video uh at the time i i felt like this are you definitely... are you
3: looking over my shoulder at my notes right now Berg? like
2: maybe <laughs> if you feel attacked don't don't <laughs> um it's really warm down here in florida today uh, you know, it was uh, <laughs> uh it was kind of like that and at the time i still think there hadn't been too many movies that had gone for that route like um one I can only think of at the time that had been out was uh, City, another Frank Miller adaptation. I swear to God, you are and, looking and... at my notes <laughs> right now. <And> this is... <laughs> I am speaking on behalf of myself and Mr. Reed. Uh, um, but but nowadays I feel like that's a very uh, over uh, thing. And when it was, I was reading reaction when this came out and. Uh, one of the film festivals it got like a 10 minute standing ovation. And then at the same time, like the night before at a critics screening, people walked out and were booing at the end. So it, it, it's one of those, it's a very divisive movie. And I still think at the time it was novel enough that that made people kind of go, wow, I really want to see this, especially because the tomato meters at a 61%. So it's oh, about I was about to look it up. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think today that would probably skew a bit Lower people would kind of go, What is this garbage if it came out today? Uh, but I think for the time it was really good. I don't think it's quite as good, but on a personal level, I still enjoyed it. I still had a fun time. Um,
0: yeah, I was about to say, and I realized I was like, I didn't do the tomato meter for this, and yeah, he is correct 61%, but an audience score of 89. So I feel that that is I was gonna say the audience score is a yeah. lot higher, yeah. Because, like, like, like I said, my, my two buddies that went to see this hated it. That one girl, whoever she was, loved it. And um, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, I mean, out of four people, two people thumbs up. And two people were like, you dragged me to the worst thing I've ever had to watch. So, um, no, I mean, like, like I said, do I think this is h one? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll give Phil his moments to piggyback off of Eric piggybacking off of him somehow in a weird time loop. um. I I think this movie has H. Well, because of its stylization, because of the only thing that has an H. Well is the slow motion, but that's something to where when this originally came out, it was like a whoa. Now yeah. it's been so overdone that that has an H. Well, but this is something that pioneered it to an extent. That would be like somebody going and being like, The Matrix had too much slow mo bullet dodging effects. And it's like, but that's what pioneered that whole aspect, is that. So, like I said, overall, I think this movie has aged way better than it probably should have. I've never actually seen the follow-up movie to this, the Rise of the Empire movie. I've never had an interest in it, and I feel like this aged better than that did, if that makes any sense. Because I feel like that had more CG over-the-top crap in it that probably did not age as well as this did so i like i said i i, I think this is aged perfectly and i think that it is a fine wine kept down in somebody's cellar where most
2: movies i guess should be kept or a on fine
1: some... wine yeah wow. i think I...
2: It's, like a, it's like a fine boon's farm that someone <laughs> is <It's laughs> <a fine wine. laughs> It's like
3: uh, we have a, we have an 06 Pabst Blue Ribbon for you, sir. Uh,
2: <laughs> there might be a little aluminum poisoning in there, but just uh, ignore that. Out. I was about to
0: say, I don't know, like somebody put some, some, what is it, Barefoot or Lucky Duck or whatever you can find at a Walmart. <laughs>
1: okay, d- no, that's not a... fine wine. Though, well, so it's, it's, what it's what...
0: put in a cellar with other... But oh. Actually actually wow. while Phil does his discussion Moving on it's while, Phil's turn <laughs> while Phil does this, I do have the list of like one hundred movies you need to watch, so I'm gonna see if it's on there and if it is validation Phil go ahead uh this this movie's
3: aged like a glass of milk it's uh (laughs) i'm joking but um i i think it's i can't judge this movie because i didn't really uh love it when it came out and i don't love it now so it's it's just sort of like um it's just sort of like a general trying to to guess what a general audience would think of it um I remember an uh, interview. Uh, Bo Burnham was on a, a radio show I was listening to when, like, Watchmen came out, and he just said, "I don't know why everyone calls Zack Snyder a visionary. All he does is slow things down, like, and and like that is Snyder's whole style is taking things over the top and doing everything in slow motion with fake-looking green screen, and that's stylization. So." you can't say that like the bad green screen has aged poorly because that's just always what it was. It never looked real. Um, So the fact that it doesn't look real now doesn't hurt it all. I think this movie has, has aged just fine. And Berg, what you were talking about, there was so much like Frank Miller movies being made at this time. There's like two Sin City movies. There's the Spirit movie that he mm-hmm. I think he directed that. And they were all like this um they were all just sort of done with this spirit of let's make a movie that looks like a comic book. And it was like these high contrast shots and slowing things down and taking panels and and transferring and it just I don't think I don't think many of those things worked as well as this movie did. So, like by those standards, I don't think those movies and I haven't revisited those movies in a long time. I don't think those movies have aged as well as 300 has. And keep in mind, I don't care for this movie, but I I think it's sort of it's set out to be what it intended to be, and I think it is still that. I think I don't think it's really lost a step in those terms if that makes any sense
0: it does it does i i did find Mm -hmm. the the bucket list scratch off um poster me and ellie have that we have need to get framed and start scratching off some of these 300 is not on here but what is on here is the notebook so that could have been replaced with 300 (laughs) <laughs>
3: oh I've never seen oh, that man. one either
1: <laughs> um, If
3: I was uh, If I was on a desert island <laughs> With a DVD player In
0: those two movies I would drown myself
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, It does have Gladiator on it Which oh. I will remind everybody Gladiator was just They went and followed um Russell Crowe around And just put him in that outfit And he just started fighting people so this there was
3: movie, no this movie wants to be Gladiator so bad. It this does. This movie is it has the scene at the end in like the wheat field that looks like, uh, you know, Russell Crowe's version of heaven in in Gladiator. This movie is trying to be Braveheart and Gladiator rolled into one. It's it's really second. really stretching itself.
2: When they when that scene came with the wheat field, I was like, my first thought was, wait, I thought that was in Gladiator, and right. I was like, oh wait, it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I completely forgot they ripped that off completely. Which we've never discussed Gladiator, which I think is is a great movie, but I've not seen Gladiator's it in years. awesome. Yeah,
3: Gladiator's Gladiator is one of the one of the great Ridley Scott movies.
0: Which there there is now a pool for good and bad Ridley Scott movies, and somehow Aliens keeps on getting thrown into the bad one. Hmm. Gonna leave that there to, to to simmer for a little bit. Um, yeah. No, I mean, okay. So final thing for for this discussion, final final question that that was asked to everybody, and I think we may have answered it with the Do you think this movie has aged well? Do you feel this is a must watch movie? Ellie, I'm gonna put the fate of our children in your hands. When they are old enough, do you think this is a must watch movie? Yes. What age?
2: Yeah,
1: silence. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide that one. Let's go with 12.
0: Okay. <laughs> Good parent Justin responding with a the, when they are old enough, 18 plus.
1: Oh, stop it.
0: Gerard Butler's you butt is too ridiculous. much for anyone. For anyone Comes to handle.
1: from a father that plays extremely mature-rated video games in front of them. Like what?
0: Okay, yes, I did play Doom Eternal in front of them and realized, <laughs> huh, this might not be a good idea. <laughs> right.
1: Okay.
2: 14 hours in. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was about to say. There, there was a bit of time where I'm like... It was after a glory kill, and, and, and Liara was like, that was cool. I'm like, hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that is our youngest, yeah. She is crazy. No, I mean, honestly...
0: And don't forget about that time
3: you played Call of Booty, which is a video <laughs> game <laughs> adaptation of Gerard Butler's butt. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just when we... Well, sorry, excuse me, I don't mean to speak for you. A little bit different there. When I was a kid... Um. I would say closer to 16, but today is a different worlds and they probably see worse things on the bus when kids have their cell phones and TikToks out. So I'm, I'm just saying, I think our age nowadays with the right conversation and discussing things, maybe a little fast forward through the sex scene, I think 12 would be sufficient for our children, maybe not for everyone.
0: Okay, um, side note real quick. Very serious conversation. Thank you for putting that in. Phil, you are no longer the <laughs> oldest sounding person on this podcast. I was Ellie... just going to say, Ellie just out-olded me. <laughs> yes, you did. with referring to the TikToks and the kids on the bus. These kids with their TikToks and their cell
3: phones and their school buses. We walk to school. <laughs> Uphill both ways in the snow.
2: In the snow. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Eric. Is this a <laughs> must-watch movie? I I don't think it is a must watch. However, if you are like, I don't know, you're drunk, you're <laughs> stoned, you're like really full after going to Buffalo Wild Wings and doing the Blazing Challenge and you're like trying not to, you're, you're bracing yourself for when you have to poop Palm out. Um, and you're just kind of like feeling lazy and you want like a really just like dumb movie to go, you know what, that was awesome, that was cool, but then you'll forget about it a little bit later. You could do a lot worse.
0: All right. Uh, I will let Phil go last for this, because so, I'm I'm Great. sure his his opinion will, will 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 take us far into the future. <laughs> um, I I I just want to say for me, do I watch this as a pre workout anytime before I go work out? Yes, but I watch it at normal speed, so it is only 15 minutes. Um, no, I, I, in all seriousness, I feel that this movie, looking back now, it's weird because. There's so much that everyone else takes from this movie and improved upon in later, like in later stuff, if that makes any sense. Like this was a template for how comic book movies should be done for a while. We've aged out of that particular time frame, but I think that this is iconic enough that it is something that, I'd say yes I do agree Gladiator is a more iconic movie but this is a more iconic movie for like pop culture nerd um, comic book level of like look at how comic book movies have progressed over time. So I say it's a must watch for comic book fans and fans of that type of media. Does it speak to everybody? Absolutely not as Phil will now demonstrate with his comments. Phil is this a must watch movie?
3: Absolutely not. I I rattled <laughs> off um No, look, I, I referenced right before this question two movies that are far superior to this: Braveheart and Gladiator, which are telling very similar stories about fighting huge odds and being an underdog and having great medieval battle scenes. And they're just they're just way better movies. They're better written, they're better directed. Uh, the action scenes are in regular speed, uh, so you actually feel a little more invested in them. And as far as like being a comic book essential, comic book movie fans aren't fans of comic book adaptations. They're fans of comic book characters. They're fans of superheroes. And I don't think a movie like this is really going to matter to them. The The superhero movies that came ahead of this are like, the early X-Men movies and the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And um, even going back to like the nineties Batman movies, if you want to see like the history of comic book movies, I think this movie is, it's got a fan base and that's great. Um, And I guess if somebody is really into like Frank Miller's uh, graphic novel work, this would be of interest to them and would be probably serve them better than something like sin city, which has its merit too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, generally I think this movie is sort of one of those things that I saw people talking about when it came out and then you really don't see it referenced much. I don't, I don't think people have kept up on this movie. Um, aging gracefully or not. I, I just, I, I think it, there's there's way better versions of this.
0: Alright, fair enough. So, a- after being personally attacked by Phil, um, I-, I would like to say <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being on, Phil. Um, I am going to take a moment to do a little self-congratulations for Zingness. So, Phil, you are more than welcome to put your input on. Um, I-, I know Zingness has been around for, what, five, six years now, I think. We're on the cusp of year five going into year six ellie sure okay cool um so so we've done that i've i've always paid more attention to the number of episodes we put out rather than the right. year yeah thing just because i feel like it's it's a more of an accomplishment i jokingly said we should do 300 a long time ago like our 300th episode should be us discussing 300 and it was a joke that I made to myself and out loud that I'm like, we're never gonna get there, and now we're here. Um, there, and like I said, speaking with Phil, thinking about stuff, there's plenty of stuff we have never covered on the podcast, so we have plenty of fodder to still go through, and plenty of other possibly good movies to torture Phil with every now and then. But it, it has been a ride. I want to thank I want to thank you, Ellie. You've 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 been here since. Episode one, basically, and minus a few episodes here and there. You've been along for the ride and have been a good sport and a voice of reason on an otherwise chaotic <laughs> podcast. Um, Eric, you've 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 been along for the ride as our Nintendo correspondent at first, and then slowly moving into to host extraordinaire. So I, I want to thank you for your input, and you're also. Uh, putting up with my shenanigans and keeping me in line. So I appreciate that for 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 numerous amounts of episodes and and phil, i I gotta say, I would have never gotten the joy of torturing you or the the pleasure of knowing you as a friend and a colleague if it was not for me doing podcast. So I just want to say thank you so much. I should have gone back and figured out when the first time I ever brought you on was. Because sh- I'm sure it was for something actually positive and something that you actually enjoyed doing until we found out we could torture you with awful movies and make you discuss them for an amount of time that is unreasonable <laughs> in some people's opinion. And also, I think, technically, part of the Geneva Convention of um a war crime at this point. Uh, yeah, it's a cruel, un-
3: <laughs> unusual punishment. I think the first thing I came on for was uh we talked about Umbrella Academy, the... I- I, the graphic novel um
0: that would that, definitely be in my opinion one of the earlier ones in this and um i remember we were speculating at the time about the series that i it think it was it was
3: way before the series yep. yeah
0: cuz that was in the works at the time and that's the thing that's the weird thing is zignus, zignus has been around long enough that there's stuff we have talked about that has come to complete fruition and I think what, season three is what they're working on now? Or they're on season four of the Uh
3: I think two two are out. I think the third one is is in production.
0: Yep. Yeah. So like I said, it's 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 been a weird ride. I can't wait to see what, what comes next. I don't have a huge milestone to get to now on just I mean, I guess four hundred episodes, but like I said, 300 was always one of those things that I want to cover 300 on episode 300. I, I also want to thank, we've had so many people on over the years, and so many guests, and hopefully so many more, but I just want to thank you, Phil. You've you've, you've been along for the ride for a lot of this, and I'm you, you, you are, a, oddly enough, a cornerstone of our show when it comes to our specials with movies and stuff like that, so hopefully we can keep dragging you on here, as well as other guests that we've had on multiple times for for the pleasure of our listening audience.
3: Oh, I keep coming back so I only have myself to blame.
0: <laughs> you do. You, you do. Also <laughs> we we have you in that that crazy um Contract for October for doing the Simpsons stuff. Or That's the, or true. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm locked in.
0: Yes, you are. You are locked in. That, that only
2: uh, thirty. What are we at? Two thirty-two. One to go. If the Simpsons stop right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they, if the, the
0: Simpsons stop, we still have, have thirty well, we're more well October. the twenty fifties. <laughs> yes. So we we we've got we've got. You uh, guys will
3: be at like three thousand episodes by the time we <laughs> get caught up. Ugh. So
2: well, we I can just do ten reviews of. 300.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I was about to say, I guess the next thing you can look forward to is episode 2001. We could finally do that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Phil, where can people find more from you? Uh, philrude.com
3: You can get to everything from there, including my Instagram page, philrude75, where I just posted a sketch I made uh, inspired by 300 um that i made while taking notes for this movie yesterday because um i'll admit it i was only half paying attention
0: this this movie had <laughs> half of my attention i <laughs> i have not seen the picture but i assume it's Phil beating up a oddly me looking like um like a mortal character for some reason it's not
3: taking out aggression it's a uh... <laughs>
0: No, Phil, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Definitely go check that out. Eric, where can people find more from you?
2: Uh, Real quick, I just want to say congratulations. Great milestone to hit. Great celebrating three hundred with three hundred, and uh, thanks for having me along for the ride. And ah. I'm ready to uh, for another three hundred episodes, oh. but no more. <laughs> Except okay,
1: no more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll maybe go maybe we'll, we'll go a bit longer than that. We'll we'll see. Assuming uh, assuming uh, we haven't phased out of reality or something like that. But yes, <laughs> uh, you can find, find me. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg on your favorite social media platforms. Awesome, and you can come. Go- <laughs>
0: Sorry, I just saw the artwork Phil did. Um, uh, you can, of course, find Zygnus wherever you find great podcasts. So, definitely check us out on there. And we will, of course, be back for, for many, many more. We, we've we got stories for years like Ellie Becomes a Robot. Um, yeah. Go, go 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 ahead, Eric, with the rest of it. I can't remember the rest of that jingle. From the Simpsons. But which
2: one? I was busy. I was busy looking up Phil's. Uh, <laughs> Phil's going yeah, to have our Simpsons Everyone. <laughs> what, was, am I, what am I singing? The 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 the, the we
0: had to get a Simpsons reference in. So, uh, oh, L. B. becomes. No our...
2: fears. We've got stories for years. Like L. B. becomes a robot. Zinger gets a cell phone and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Perfect. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week with another nerdy topic. Tchau!